Hello, hello, and welcome to Health Healing in Hampton Roads. I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, the Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at Gulf State University, and I am so excited to have with me one of my friends and colleagues who is a professor here at the Norfolk State University, Ms. Melody Armstrong. Hi, Melody. Hi, good morning. So one of the first things that I like to ask folks who are guests for the podcast or for the show is where they're from and how did they make it to Hampton Road? So where are you from and how did you make it to Hampton Road? So I'm originally from down south. I'm a Southern Belle, so to speak. I grew up in the state of Texas. Most of my family is from Louisiana. And I transitioned to Virginia due to the military being on active duty. It was the very first duty station that I had. So you're in the military. How did I... You're a black woman. We don't. I don't know that we think when we think military black women. So how how did how did that happen for you? And for me, it was all about making a difference, and blessed to have been afforded to be the first African American nurse on an amphib assault ship on the USS Iwo Jima to Afghanistan with five thousand troops. Wow. So that was quite an experience serving in that capacity. So not only that, but history making. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So. What was the order? Did you join the military and then get the nursing training or mm-hmm. nursing then military? or some Joined the military and um, worked my way through the ranks of the enlisted ranks and then applied for officer and was selected. And uh, then I attended Norfolk State University and was commissioned from Norfolk State as a Navy nurse school officer. Okay, so you knew when you came to Norfolk State you were already connected. Because I know we have ROTC or we have very strong ties to the military because of the area. Mm -hmm. So you took advantage of those ties. Yes, I was going to school. I first graduated in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. And then upon coming back stateside, applied to the Navy Nurse Corps under the Medical Enlisted Commissioning Program and was selected. Mm -hmm. So you're here in part because you are, behold, a graduate of Norfolk State. I am a proud military alumni. Nurse Corps alumni of Norfolk State. That's amazing. I just can't get over that. So you've seen active duty, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Wow. Okay, what was that like? I'm sorry. I, I had no military duty. experience. So yes, um, especially as a nurse because, I don't know, I guess for folks who are in public health and then in healthcare professions, mm-hmm. when you're here and you're not in that environment, you're always only thinking of your, I think, pledge to help people and serve people. Mm-hmm. And then you're in a very different type of environment where you still have that duty, I think. So mm-hmm. so how was that to have both of those sort of front of mind? Um, I think when you're a nurse, no matter what the environment, you go into it with the same somewhat mentality there to serve, a purpose hide in oneself, and what gifts do I have that if I can share them with whomever that is, stateside or abroad, that it would be better for that. That's amazing. So there you go, folks. There's an opportunity you may have never even thought about, mm-hmm. which is working in the military or military adjacent. Did they support your training or did they support your degree? All of my education. um, Mm -hmm. I was able to retire after 20 some years of active duty service being Mm debt-free for college and even specialty nursing and all of those things. Wow, debt-free. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, what is your specific role here at Norfolk State? So I'm faculty in the Department of Nursing and Allied Health and actually um, pretty dynamic in the sense that I teach across both disciplines. Um, having an undergrad and being licensed in nursing, but also in public administration and healthcare administration. 
Nice. So what do you teach specifically? Uh, medical surgical nursing, critical care nursing, community health nursing, population health, African-American health. Nursing, okay. <laughs> well, some of them fall under the allied health sciences, like our uh -huh. African-American health course, which is the cultural elective uh, due to this being a historical black college and university. Mm -hmm. And so there are many disciplines that take that course outside of nursing. Sure. That's so great. That's one of the things I like to share with people. So, you know, Norfolk State is building its academic focus on public health, as you know, because mm -hmm. we're uh, working with ODU and EVMS to build a school of public health. But I always tell people that a lot of public health has happened on this campus. A lot mm -hmm. of uh, health care, allied health, focus mm -hmm. on health, um, even though we're building that area. And mm -hmm. so what you're touching on is, again, we've got um, degree programs here on campus. We have biology pre-professional. We mm -hmm. have chemistry students who are interested mm -hmm. in, in being in the health professions. And then we have the allied health programs, mm -hmm. a nursing program, exercise, science, a variety of degree programs already that have an interest in, in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does go across sectors, I would say. Right. Awesome. So as we were talking a little bit earlier, you are also an amazing community leader and representative, not just of Norfolk State, but of the military. And you were telling me about some some like what I thought were awesome experiences that you've had representing Norfolk State. So give an example <laughs> of something that you've done or some way you've been engaged uh, with the community. So um, I currently still serve on the enrichment at the state level, I was appointed by the State Health Commissioner of Virginia to the Board for Health Equity and Health Disparity, the Advisory Council. Nice. And so that is consistent of interdisciplinary interprofessional board. And actually, I was the chair of that board as a nurse. And so that made a lot of headway, segue, mm -hmm. not only for minorities, but urban versus rural communities, other different aspects of health and access or lack thereof. And being at the table, bringing the, the minds together mm -hmm. to how we in the state of Virginia are going to help undergird better access for all uh, human beings. That's so nice. I was going to say that. We're at the table. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. is there some specific project or some specific policy that mm -hmm. the group was focused on or working on? Um, so during uh, the COVID-19, the recent pandemic, we found out that here in Virginia, this, not only this state, but Virginia was one of the states that did not have a policy in place with regard to scarce resources and the increase of uh, patients needing to be on ventilators, for instance, when ventilators was a hot commodity during mm -hmm, that time. Mm -hmm. So I was on the team, the working group team, to develop the scarce resource policy for the state of Virginia that was published as well. Wow, that's amazing. It's interesting because there is a... I mean, emergency management is a thing, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes the specific things that you need are not quite in place. And that's why you have to sometimes, whether they say, mm -hmm. fly the plane while you're building it or something. Yeah. So you had a pandemic and people, we need, you know, had mm -hmm. experts like yourself who were mm -hmm. there to mm -hmm. develop the policies that were needed on the spot. Yeah, I think particularly from an equity perspective with scarce resources and making sure that you kind of take the subjectivity out, mm -hmm. have equity be the guide. Mm -hmm. on how you're going to disperse those limited resources. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly right. So when we talk about equity, we're talking about sometimes it's where the resource is most needed mm -hmm. or where do we need to balance out mm -hmm. negative influences on the community with mm -hmm. these resources to have mm -hmm. equitable outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yes, nice. particularly in um, things like the pandemic where the mortality rates 
are higher among some ethnic groups more so than others, mm-hmm. yet access is not always equitable across that bridge. So, right. Yeah. Nice. That is so. I am just so thrilled to be here talking to you because, again, of the amazing work that you've been doing. And you were talking about something with vice president's husband, an event yes. or something. Yes. Tell, tell, tell the audience more about that. So for the Biden-Harris campaign, um, they were campaigning all across the, the United States, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the military nurse selected to introduce Kamala Harris' husband, Mr. Doug Imhoff, mm-hmm. uh, at the Affordable Health Care is on the ballot lit drop forum, mm-hmm. which was held here in Virginia. And that also gave an additional platform to about Norfolk State and uh, our students in public health right. and how the affordable care, the whole plan or policy regarding that, is it really affordable and who determines what affordability is? Mm-hmm. What is that based on? That's right, because I remember there was so much excitement about passing the ACA, therefore, but it doesn't stop there. You have right. to constantly advocate to it's make work. sure that the implementation is happening correctly or adjustments are made. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important to have leaders like you out there saying, okay, guys, we gotta, we still have work to do. Mm-hmm. And yes. isn't that exciting, you guys? There, we, there she was at the highest level where she should be because of her expertise and her commitment to the community. So thank you for doing that. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that story. Is there any other project you want to point out now before we shift gears? Well, during COVID there again, talking about access here in the local Tidewater area, we know that the COVID vaccine was even at some point somewhat of a hot commodity. Uh, Supply and demand wasn't always equated, Mm -hmm. particularly in the faith-based sectors, trying to get members to come out to receive the COVID vaccine and and the education piece of that. And so I helped to spearhead that initiative across Norfolk through the Trusted Partners, Mm -hmm. and which consists of 30 churches with pastors from all those different faiths across the faith baseline and bringing, in other words, bringing the access to the most vulnerable populations in these churches and um, spearheading the interconnection between physicians, nurses, all across sectors. Mm -hmm. And all across Norfolk. That is Mm -hmm. so exciting. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit because we're talking today in part because of an event that is coming up that's between the Virginia Department of Health and Norfolk State University and other partners. So first of all, tell us about your connection surrounding the event, and then we'll talk about the event. There again, my connection is because I do sit on the advisory council, and the initial or inaugural conference was held in Richmond prior to COVID, and it was called Sowing the Seeds of Health Equity. And I was actually able to bring one of my colleagues and bring some of our students from NSU to present at that conference. And ever since that conference, then we had COVID. Mm-hmm. And we know that things are different in how we live, how we experience uh, living now after COVID. And so the thought was, well, it's never been in Hampton Roads. And Hampton Roads is an urban uh, sector. And some of the concerns of the citizens in Norfolk, so to speak, can be very different than, say, rural Virginia. Mm-hmm. Or northern Virginia. Or northern right? Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, the hospital can be right on the corner But if the community doesn't know how to access those services, Mm -hmm. then really the mentality may be that they're not really available, and yet it's still on the same corner. Right, right. It's like if you're doing the count of of services, it's one thing. If you're looking at 
the use of the services or access to the services. It could be something else. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. So, so the Office of Health Equity in mm -hmm. the Virginia Department of Health mm -hmm. has organized, just to recap a little bit, has organized this con a conference around health equity. Mm -hmm. They had the first one a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and then they're having another one in mm -hmm. October. Yes, we're spearheading. So NSU is the lead on this conference. Uh, they're coming to our house, so to speak, mm -hmm. and, uh, and bringing those resources from across the state to here in Norfolk. And um, we're kind of changing the... I'd say the modality of it. Uh, there's never been a collaborative effort as such mm -hmm. in this area. And so um, we have a health department in this area in every city. Mm -hmm. And yet a conference of this type has not been brought to Norfolk. Nice. So talk a little bit more about this type. What does that mean? Um, where we're not so much dependent on the citizens to, um, to come say to Richmond or even Northern Virginia okay. or rural Virginia, okay. but we're bringing it, you know, right front and center uh, along with some subject matter experts, but really it's about the community and us being able to glean from the community, their perspective about health, about wellness, about the illness continuum, and how can we take that then and subsequently implement some of those strategies mm -hmm. to make access uh, across more equitable mm -hmm. and equity that's mm -hmm. right so what's the date of the car let's go ahead and get go there what's the date what mm -hmm. are you encouraging people who are listening to do so the date of the conference it's a day and a half october 25th through 26th it'll be at the downtown marriott in norfolk we'll start there mm -hmm. for our sessions and then that evening we'll be transitioning over to here on campus at the Norfolk State University here in our library rotunda where we'll have an evening reception. There will also be a walkthrough of our Center for Innovative Nursing Education because sometimes it can be a hidden jewel yes. that no one knows about. And, uh, and then on the second day, we're going to have a focus really about mental health. Dr. Spiegel from EVMS, who's a mental health specialist, will be our keynote. And we'll have a think tank where we'll be bridging gaps and bringing the minds together to come up with some reasonable and appropriate, and I always say culturally appropriate strategies sure. mm -hmm. to meet this community where they where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to help support the conference. So my staff and I are, are doing some of the logistics and operations. Very excited to do that, providing other support. So again, for folks who are listening, this is a really great opportunity to join a community of people who are focused on health, focused on health equity, especially in this area, but across the state as well, mm -hmm. to network and connect with people who are in the health departments around the state, as well as health systems, people in mm -hmm. healthcare. Students, come on out, get a yes. good, great learning experience on the spot, especially if you think you might be interested in health in some way, connect with people who are doing that. So there just are a lot of reasons, I think, for folks to join in. Yes, I would concur with that. I think our students will be very empowered because during, even during the COVID pandemic here on the campuses, we had a lot of, you know, we had everything from the digital divide mm -hmm. when we had to convert to online learning. So our students were impacted from that perspective and just hearing their voice and giving them a seat at the table to uh, help us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to Which be so broader important. and better. 
That's absolutely right. We need to be community engaged, community empowered, all of that. And again, it's open to anyone. It's not mm-hmm. just for, I mean, we want North State students, come on over now. We will do want you to be there. Mm-hmm. It is open to anybody who mm-hmm. wants to join in. As a matter of fact, there's a, a block of hotel rooms that are available for you to pay for, guys. But they are set aside because it's a sort of a busy time. So you'll want to check out the information pretty soon because the, those blocks will go away. For folks who are local, of course, you won't need a hotel. So we definitely do encourage anybody who's interested to register as soon as mm-hmm. possible, get the information. How would they do that? So we have some flyers going around with QR code. And we also, for those who may not have access to computers, there is also a dial-in point of contacts that they can call us and we can help get them registered. And I would also like to mention that there's no registration fee for the conference. So there, again, that's another added benefit or added value of the conference that they will not have to pay to attend the conference. Yes, great. So if you do have email, you can email publichealth at nsu.edu if you have questions and someone will forward you to the information to register starting October 1st. So if you have email, you can send an email to publichealth at nsu.edu to get information about registration. And you can also go to the NSU website, nsu.edu backslash public health or search for public health on the NSU website Mm -hmm. and we will have information there as well that will link you to how you can register for the event. Right. You can also reach out to me if you have any questions particularly about the conference at marmstrong at nsu.edu. That's amazing. Okay. So unfortunately, I'm going to hope you get a lot of people who email you just to, just to know that we have a lot of interest. But yeah. you can also there. So there are going to be multiple ways that you can find out about the conference. And we're encouraging everyone to attend and have a really great experience. Yes. And so what's the date again? October 25th through 26th. Save the date. Show up at the table. Yes. So that your voice can be heard. That's right. Come find both of us because we'll both be there. We'll say hello. Again, networking for everyone. Mm -hmm. So switching gears again because I know you're an amazing instructor as well. So for folks who might be interested in nursing, and I know this is a big, okay, yep, we're really switching gears. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. For folks who might be interested in engaging in nursing or being trained in nursing in some kind of way, what advice do you have? I think that it's about the heart of the nurse. I believe that nursing is a calling. And know that we have one of the most outstanding nursing programs here in the state of Virginia. I'm a proud military nurse alumni of the Norfolk State University. So we're vested. There's many faculty here that are also nursing alumni. And we see the future in you. Again, an NSU leader with the tagline of everything, which is amazing. <laughs> and you're also wearing your green and gold. So, yeah, exactly. That is great that. information for mo- folks who might be interested. And for our current nursing students or nursing students who are in the area or people who are employed in nursing, mm-hmm. is there any connection specifically to that for the conference, for example? Yes, we will have many uh, employers there. The Virginia Department of Health runs across the state of Virginia. Also, Centera Healthcare and our other partners here in the local area, as well as Virginia Department of Health, they have a lot of scholarship funding that oftentimes, uh, you know, it's like the better informed you are, the more informed decisions you make. And so we'll be highlighting some of those scholarship opportunities, not just in nursing, but in public health 
physician's assistants, there's a whole lot of other discipline specifics that are covered under these scholarships. And so even for loan repayment or mm-hmm, coverage, mm-hmm. that might be something, another opportunity to help you pay off those high interest loans mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you may have. So please come out. Like I said, there'll be a lot of access to resources that otherwise we may not be privy to. Nice. So again, folks, there are going to be multiple reasons why you would want to join the conference and connect both with Norfolk State as well as with nursing and other professions, connect to resources, which is so important. So do you have any projects that you're working on going forward? I mean, I know you do so many amazing (laughs) things, but is there, there any projects you'd want to share going forward or any ideas you have about, you know, what's happening in the community right now? Well, I think that considering that we're getting into flu season. There you go. (laughs) And we've had some increased rates of the RSV. And and also with COVID, COVID hasn't gone away. I think there'll be a lot of room to make sure that we get our flu shots and that we're educated. We also, we need our boosters. We need to continue and not drop those things by the wayside because we are getting into the fall, winter months where uh, these particular uh, issues can arise in higher rates. Thank you so much for saying that because I talk to people all the time because I'll say, oh, I got my flu shot. And people will say, well, I don't usually do that. And then I'll talk about my experience. I've never had a negative reaction, you know, to a flu shot. Mm -hmm. And so I always encourage people to do that because, of the, you know, there's a, a, you know, it's not perfect. There can be a little bit of risk of a reaction, but the benefit of it mm-hmm. tends to outweigh that smaller risk. Yes. So thank you for sharing that sort of boost, as it were, mm-hmm. um, in terms of focusing on vaccines in this time. Yes. And are there any other vaccines that folks should be paying attention to? Um, I like, think just staying up, we want to make sure our young people our children stay up on their vaccines because mm-hmm. they are also at increased risk just because they are young people. And we're leading the way. So when they see us moving in certain directions, they tend to follow. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure we set those good examples for them. You mean the adults? The, the adults, adults setting the, the example for the children. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So there you have it, you guys. This is the ultimate expert on mm-hmm. these topics and also, again, mm-hmm. a really inspiring leader for our community, both here on the Norfolk State campus as well as throughout Hampton Roads and across the state and across the nation. So there, I said it. Thank you so <laughs> much, Ms. Armstrong, for being with us today. It was amazing to have you here. Thank you for such a blessed opportunity. You are quite welcome. And thanks to everyone for listening. Again, this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads.